GrowCFO is where finance leaders grow together. Join thousands of like-minded professionals using GrowCFO to access the combined knowledge and experience of the finance leader community. You can join us today at growcfo.net. Hello and welcome to the GrowCFO show. I'm your host, Kevin Appleby, and returning today to the hot seat is Susanna Serrano-Davey. And the last time Susanna was here, we said we'd talk about feedback. So, Susanna, are we going to talk about feedback today? I think that was a promise, Kevin. So here I am to talk about feedback. Good afternoon. So I know you've got a little story to kick this off with. So over to you. Okay. Well, this is a little bit of a cringe-worthy story. I think anyone listening to this podcast might just for a moment look in their in their memory and think about positive and negative feedback stories both from giving and receiving so my story um is quite sad but i got over it and i think it's all about learning i remember a job i started a few years ago and it was quite a challenging job it was a change of company change of role different culture and for the first three months I hardly spoke to my boss she was so busy she didn't have time for me and one day we went to a a work event it was somebody's leaving do I can't quite remember what it was but anyway we all uh, we we all met at this bar and my boss has nothing better to do that over a glass of wine say to me and so how have the last few months been dot 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 Whereas she proceeded to say, you know, tell me a few things that at the time I felt were quite uh, aggressive criticism. A, I wasn't expecting the feedback. B, we were in a noisy bar surrounded by people with a glass of wine in hand. To cut the longest story short, 20 minutes later, I left this bar. I walked all the way to St Pancras with my heart in my chest, (laughs) feeling quite stressed, thinking, what a terrible, terrible discussion I've just had. And that had such a negative impact, not just on my motivation at that time, but on how my relationship with her felt that it took me a while to recover. So the, the, the reason behind telling you this story today is that we can take feedback seriously and we can do it properly because if we don't, it can be like a bull in a china shop might be a good analogy. Um, for for addressing, you know, what can happen when you don't and manage I, I, feedback appropriately. Yeah, and I, I can see hundreds of problems coming out of that little scenario you just mentioned. And num- number one is the fact that it's several months in and you're sorting out the feedback. Lots of things can go in a different direction. Let's not say go wrong, but go in a different direction to where they were expected to go. And two, three, four months down the road, they can have gone a long way in the wrong direction. Back maybe in the first three, four weeks, which said something like, oh, Susanna, I recognize what you're doing there, but that wasn't quite what I was after. I was after something more like this. Put you back on the right track. Absolutely. Feedback. And I think one of the first, sorry, first point to take away for everyone, feedback happens every day. Yes. So if we're leaving feedback, uh, sort of short, big intervals of time between one and another session, we're doing something wrong. Whether you're a manager or, or you're being managed, feedback has to happen ideally on a regular basis. I agree with you, Kevin. 
Yeah, yeah. I suppose that that's led you to really think about feedback, though, hasn't it, Susanna? Absolutely. Now, I suppose the first question goes to say that that particular manager of yours didn't know very much about feedback. So how how do you start setting setting a map, preparing a manager to give feedback in an appropriate way? That is actually a, a very good question with a very difficult answer. So I can't give you the perfect answer, but I've, I can I can tell you about what I feel might be the right direction. Okay. I think giving and receiving feedback is a craft that we acquire over time with experience. So it would be highly unusual, I guess, for a brand new manager that has never had anyone reporting to them to suddenly be brilliant at feedback. So let's recognize that there is a learning curve to to be had over the period. So what can we do? There are some companies that have training in place. You know, HR might have a program for, for managers where they go through the key pillars of being a manager, one of them providing feedback. So that's a good step, but not the only step. I think a a good thing to to do if you're a new manager, or even if you're an experienced manager and you're finding that when you're giving feedback to your team, it's not landing as well as you'd, you'd hope, is perhaps find someone that you know that is either good at or you feel handle feedback correctly. So find yourself a a feedback mentor. There is likely to be someone in your organization or someone who you know that has more experience than you. And it can be quite helpful to talk to a person like that and say, okay, I have this particular challenge with a team member or I have to prepare for an end of year review. These are my thoughts about how the conversation should go. What do you think? So asking for help is definitely a good starting point. And I suppose this becomes all the more difficult if the feedback is a little bit of the negative variety than the positive variety. It's the, the, the whole challenge is how do I give the feedback that causes the appropriate change without it sounding like a dressing down or, or something similar? Firstly, I think we need to get rid of that myth that um, negative feedback or constructive feedback is not a good thing. I think actually providing feedback, if it's not balanced, if it doesn't contain both praise and development points, then we're not doing a good job. Because have you ever met anyone that does the job perfectly well, that has the perfect attitude and everything goes smoothly? I've never done that myself. So why would I expect anybody else? Yeah, but when when there's an element, I think what I was getting at, Suzanne, is where there's an element of of underperformance, that performance is well below expectations, then that's the time to give the, that's when the the feedback becomes, I think, especially difficult. I agree. And I think a, a little bit of it is to do with reacting quickly enough. I think it's very common for managers sometimes, especially if they're less experienced, to be very generous with the praise, well done team, let's do this. And whereas giving the negative feedback becomes almost like something difficult to chew and it's just there going round and round and you never, you never manage to digest it. So doing it, 
quickly is important. I, if you see that the, if something worries you about a particular team member, the sooner you approach it, the better. Because what that means is that you can give the person either the heads up on a particular topic before it becomes a problem. Because if we wait until something snowballed into a problem, that difficult conversation is going to be much harder. So I suggest that we start conversations very early when it's just little signs of concern rather than a, a true worry with a particular person. And in in my view, and we've talked about language in our last uh, in our last uh, podcast, the choice of language is absolutely critical because there's a big difference in how you deliver a, a difficult message. And if you choose, for instance, words that are as neutral as possible, if you try not to personalize when you're making a statement, so it's not about them or you, it's about the process or it's about the report or it's about um, the thing and the task rather than, than themselves, then delivering that difficult message uh, becomes less aggressive. I think other things to think about is preparation. I don't believe, and going back to my little story of the beginning, I, I really don't think my manager at that time meant to cause me such grief. She probably meant well. She thought, oh, I'll take the opportunity that I have Susanna here and I'll have a chat with her. It just the whole thing derailed. And to me, what that showed is that she hadn't really prepared. And I think when, you, when you're preparing for feedback, it's really important to have that little space of thinking beforehand so that you can identify what are the real, the really important points I want to make to this person, both from a positive reinforcement point of view and also from addressing areas of concern. So if you prepare in advance, when you, when you get there, then you're more likely to, to handle the, the situation in a, in a balanced way rather than just blurt out whatever comes to mind at that time and lose control of the conversation mm. and I, i'm thinking about preparation there as well and you're you're sitting in a in a bar with a glass of wine anything wrong with a feedback session sitting in a bar with a glass of wine not at all and i always take my team out for lunch so if i want a proper feedback session i will or you know i'll go shall we go for breakfast or shall we have a coffee i, I never do it in a formal environment and that's a valid point actually interesting point you're raising because i think we mustn't confuse the informal environment with being unprepared you can be really prepared and still do that session in, in a less um, confrontational or aggressive setting so that it, it becomes more of a conversation rather than just going through the motions of this is what's good, this is what needs to improve and so on. Mm, yeah, yeah. So now we talk about language. Something else that we've touched on in previous conversations, Suzanne, is culture. So the culture of the organisation has an impact, doesn't it, on how, how feedback works? Absolutely. I think some organisations, in my experience, are very hierarchical. So it may be harder for, it's almost like some, I think some managers think that giving feedback is just telling somebody um, how they're doing their tasks and what they need to do better, whereas other organizations may have clearer that maybe what I'd call a more um, holistic approach to feedback. And actually they may bring on board, not just about the job at hand, but also about the personal development of the particular individual and they might cover doing that conversation soft skills. So it's more about the, the person than their role. 
and um, and some organizations might be it might be quite scary given that culture to actually tell your boss that yes you're giving me this feedback I take it on board but what I'd really like for you to help me achieve what you're asking me to do is a b and c I think I, I personally think feedback sessions are a great opportunity to to almost capitalize on what you need to get there because if uh, both from whoever is giving the feedback and who is receiving the feedback you can't just go to a to a well you can but the the aim is to do it well so i think it's better to go to a team member and say this is the thing i think that you you can improve on you can you can uh, um, um, these are the things that you can capitalize on but at the same time tell them how not just by the way, it'd be great if you get more organized. Um, it might be better to say, actually, I've noticed in the last few weeks, we've been a little bit disorganized in the department. Have you thought about using this particular piece of software to help you with your task management, for instance? And on the other hand, if you're receiving the feedback, uh, it's a good opportunity to, to almost put on the table what you believe are your shortfalls yourself. And perhaps we'll talk about that receiving in a little bit more detail later. But to, to acknowledge that for you to do better the things you're aware you can improve on, you could do with a specific help. And yeah. your manager, I think, is there not just to, to guide you and to ask you for things, but also to, to enable you to achieve your objectives by providing you with guidance, support, and if necessary, reaching out for additional resources or, or effectively giving you the tools to, to, to achieve your overall goals in your role. Yeah, and I think that's important. It's sitting there on the, the receiving side of feedback that I would want the specifics to be brought out rather than general points. So if I was being criticized in a, in a kind of a broad way, I would always want to try and narrow that down and say, well, can you give me some specific examples or specific situations that you're talking about? Um, because unless I, I, I feel unless you're actually putting the, the specifics on the table, it's very difficult for the person receiving the feedback to improve or to do something different. Totally agree. Yeah. It's absolutely essential whether these, um, just with examples, just with examples, because ultimately how can you substantiate any feedback if, you, if you're not able to actually pinpoint a particular situation where that person displayed that particular um, activity or or behavior mm. like uh, yeah. being specific is is very important yeah but I, something that is i think we all do it if i look back in my in my career and some of the times i've had uh, feedback that didn't feel nice to receive um some of those situations or some of those pieces of advice whilst at the time they were the hardest to swallow <laughs> they have been the most insightful and helpful I you know I'm, I'm quite an outgoing person I have a ton of energy and I remember many years ago in one of my jobs I prepared for this meeting I was working in internal audit at the time and I'd worked for this auditing close meeting when we were working through all the points and I was there 
really trying to be eloquent, fighting my corner for, for making sure my points stayed in the report. Uh, and at the end of the meeting, my boss took me aside and said something along the lines of, Susanna, thank you for your work, but you were, we, I'm going to spell it out. And he probably didn't use those words, but that's certainly what he was trying to say and what I heard. You were rather abrupt. You weren't listening to what the other person was saying. And I, I sort of, I was a little bit over the top with my enthusiasm. So my point yeah. is, it's great to be enthusiastic, but when it when it gets out of hand, all of our all of our uh, positive characteristics can turn into massive negatives. I was mortified, Kevin. After that day, he was like, "Oh my god!" He just <laughs> threw me a bucket of cold water over the head because I came out feeling empowered, thinking, "Right, I've really managed to." you know keep my corner and I was so wrong and he was so <laughs> right so whilst at the time that was really hard to take and we all go into defensive mode so one, one of my points about feedback as well is because we all have that natural reaction to go into a defensive mode it's a good idea when you're receiving feedback to well when you're giving and receiving being willing to listen is key Yes. And what, what, me, what I mean by listening is just not being quiet and, and uh, letting the other person speak. It's just taking a step back and thinking, right, I'm taking note of what this person is saying. And perhaps I'm not going to jump to conclusions. So I'm not going to jump to give you an answer right now. Because sometimes it is, you need time to, to almost see beyond the, the obvious and digest what you're being told. And then react if you if you have to, because that first natural fire that comes out of you saying that you're wrong, you're being unfair or, or whatever it is, it's not going to help you. What's really going to help you is just take it on the chin, listen, digest, think about what does that person really mean? Because an important thing as well is that what people say is not what we hear. These stories I've told you about from my previous experiences with negative feedback it's just what I remember of the conversation. I'm sure what that person intended and said was probably a little bit different. So when you take the time to reflect and think, perhaps they didn't mean so literally the things I felt when I first got that message, you end up with a more almost refined version of, of whatever you've been told. And if you do that, you can actually turn it into an opportunity. Because even if someone is a little bit brutal with you or it was grumpy at the time or it's unfair, even if all of that is right, there's always an opportunity to, to improve because there's usually a little bit of truth in it. Even if the person yeah. is being unfair, even if the person is exaggerating, I, I don't think you'll ever get feedback that is 100% untrue. Uh, so look for that gem in, in the negative. Look for what mm. is it really that I can take from what this person is saying to my advantage. Because, of course, feedback is worthless if you don't turn it into action. You know, what's the point of being patted yeah. in the back or, or being upset by someone if you don't take that negative information and, and transform somehow how you are behaving in the workplace? Absolutely. And you, you kind of took my next question away from me there Sorry. I I was thinking about that that scenario where you you receive a whole lot of feedback and you you 
kind of think, mm, no, that's not right. That feedback is is incorrect. Mm-hmm. Um, and my question to you is going to be, do you always accept the feedback? But I think you've you've said that, yeah, there's always a gem in there, which is is really, really interesting way to look at it. Yeah. And at the moment, we've been talking about manager giving feedback to subordinate. Mm-hmm. What about that lovely thing called 360 degree feedback, Susanna? Why do you stand on that? I... I'm a fan of 360 feedback um, because I don't think you get the, the more direction. If you, the more directions you look into, the more balanced your view is going to be. Yes. So if you only ever listen to what your manager says, you're really missing what your team below you and your peers think. Yeah. If you only ever listen to your team and so on. So I think, you can't possibly have a balanced view of how you're performing and how you and more importantly how you are being perceived unless you ask different groups of people of mm. course uh, sometimes it's hard to get honest feedback for, from certain groups so for instance one of the things i like to do and i every few months i'll i'll pretty much write an email or talk to anybody i come into contact with regularly at work whether that might be someone in another department or in my own team or the receptionist or whoever it is, I send an email say, well, time of year is coming up. Please, I'd really appreciate some feedback. And you can choose, you can send me an email, you can have a coffee with me, however you like. You can send it to my boss directly if you want to do it uh, anonymously. And it has been quite interesting to see how sometimes even people that are very quite far from you can give you interesting and po- and sometimes development, I always insist that, please, if you're going to give me feedback, the only condition I want is that you give me at, at least a development point. It's no good just giving me praise. And it's very, it's very insightful to suddenly see things you hadn't thought about. And those insights coming from someone that is put on the face of it quite far from where you are. Uh, so it's a beautiful, beautiful exercise. I know it's daunting. People sometimes think you're nuts. <laughs> you're nuts because <laughs> you're asking everyone to email your boss if they really want to. But in my experience, it doesn't usually backfire. On the contrary, uh, you get both uh, words of encouragement, which is great, but also mm-hmm. gems. And I, I mean, I remember a particular time where someone that worked in the marketing department sent me, a, sent me an email and said, oh, Susanna, thank you for the opportunity because I was quite far from her in many ways. And she said um, something around, in the last few weeks, you've been really unavailable because I went through a very uh, difficult, busy period. And, I, and she made me stop and think, well, if this person that is far from me thinks I'm unavailable, probably my team think I'm unavailable too. So I could then be a little bit more careful over the following weeks. Mm in making myself more present and available within the team. Um, but I suppose as well, it's hard sometimes to, to give your boss uh, development points. <laughs> yes. And, uh, I'd, I'd, uh, I'd really encourage people to do it because I, I do welcome it when my team give me constructive feedback. And, and it's good practice because if you're able to give your people above you and your peers constructive feedback without arousing sensitivities, then it's yet another opportunity to practice. 
and and to get better at it because we started this conversation talking about feedback being a little bit of a craft that has to be mastered rather than something that you go on a course and suddenly you've learned it yeah and i'm just thinking back to the last consulting business that i was in we had um in the in the appraisal process we had um 360 feedback certainly we also had peer group feedback where you'd ask two or three of your colleagues that you're working with to feedback on you and that would all form part of the the appraisal process and that was i i kind of found sometimes that was difficult giving giving feedback to somebody who was on the same level as me who i was working alongside um rather than than to a a junior or i actually found giving the the 360 upwards to my boss easier than to a team yeah. to, to to appear yeah I also remember something from one of the very last appraisals that I had when I was working in, in big consulting practice was get, get client feedback as well. And don't just think of your client as being the, the external customer that's paying the bill. Your okay. client is anybody who you are delivering some kind of product to. And so, interacting with. Yeah, you're interacting with. So if you're providing... I'm thinking about in the, the 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 finance function area. If you are the the business partner, finance business partner to somebody, then that person that you're a business partner to should be giving you feedback on the stuff Absolutely. you're providing them with. But I think um, something to consider as well is that, and, and, and I guess that's where we miss opportunities sometimes in organisation. If you try to put a straight jacket on the process of seat of feedback you inevitably going to have a lot of resistance so mm. ultimately i think that what's really valuable is the conversation it's not yes. about what form you give it so even if it's not in the standard format that hr says that it needs to be in this form even if it doesn't happen twice a year it's really that conversation that we need to be after so by being aware or, or sort of appreciating feedback, you can take many, many different opportunities to both give and receive feedback and make it make the feedback method fit into the context of where you're at and who you're at. And sometimes that might be quite a formal thing, like a, a customer survey. <laughs> and sometimes that might be just over a beer having a laugh together and thinking, oh, the, you know, remember when we really had a tough time last month because this went right and this went wrong. So we need to be we need to be fluid yeah. around that process. And I must admit, Susanna, I'm, I'm probably get hung, going to get hung, drawn and quartered for saying this, but I actually hate annual appraisals. <laughs> I think they're one of the most unnecessary parts of the corporate organisation going. And... And to be honest, having sort of worked for my own business and then more recently with, with Dan in Grow CFO, I think it must now be over 10 years since I last had an annual appraisal. And I can honestly say I haven't missed not having one. And I think the, the, the only reason for having an annual appraisals is it keeps the HR department in a job. Well, I, I'm not going to comment on that, Kevin, on the, on the <laughs> HR department's job, but I totally agree that 
um, annual appraisals can be not only dull, but extremely damaging, actually. Yeah. And I think feedback is almost like, uh, you know, the uh, Miss Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, you have this thing that can go in either a wonderful direction or a terrific direction. Yeah. And forcing it into an annual feedback process, if it's not well balanced, it, it can have detrimental effect. I have had because also it's a lot to do with the expectations of the person. And I have I have walked into an annual appraisal with a team meeting that actually I wanted to be quite positive with. And because these person's expectations were so high that even though the feedback was positive, they may have walked out of the room feeling disheartened because my feedback haven't met their expectations. So yeah. I agree um, that it's, 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 a, it's muddy waters here, but let's not sort of shut it off altogether. Let's look for how we can achieve the same aim. Ultimately, it's about developing, it's about um, uh, building, building consensus, uh, it's about the, uh, doing a good job. So how we can do all of that through feedback, but not necessarily with a straight jacket on. Mm. I, I think feedback, there, there are a number of times that it's useful. And there's, there's the day-to-day. -day. I think absolutely we should be giving each other feedback mm. on a day-to-day -day basis. But being somebody who's worked in a project environment for a lot of my career, I think having the review at the end of a project or at a key milestone in a project, not necessarily, it's not necessarily an individual thing, but it's the team getting together and saying what went well. Yes. What and could I, I... we have done better? Um, what if we'd known this before we'd started? How would we have done it different? But I think and you have... Those things. Yeah. I agree, but I think you have... There is... There is a role for team feedback, and I would probably call it debrief. Yes. As a team, what's gone well? What didn't go so well? What would we do different next time? Or what are we going to continue doing? That's a, it's a really good team building and team management activity. Yeah. But there is also, a, I think, a really almost like a bit of intimacy that can come out of a good one-to-one -one feedback session where people suddenly start dropping some of their... Um, armors and 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 start to understand uh, each other's motivations uh, also as a manager you can and, and as a person receiving you can really demonstrate a lot of care for your team member if mm. you take the time to prepare for a proper feedback session with them and you give them effectively insight into where they're at and where they're headed. And, and I have learned a lot from, from the managers I've worked with. And, and I certainly remember the one that have guided me and given me good feedback. And that didn't always mean they praise me. <laughs> you can be mm. giving good feedback. Uh, that is, is, is not a praise. Um, so no, I, I think I agree with you that the team debrief scenario and group feedback is valuable, but I don't think it replaces the one-to-one -one, um, open-heart kind of. <laughs> I, I totally agree with that. I'm, I'm actually thinking back to one of the best projects that I've worked on. Not from the point of view of the project going well, or lots of things we could have done differently and got a different outcome, but from the point of view of how it was managed at, at the end, and as well as doing kind of the team review, we did, um, it was, it was, an inter project so we had our key customer sitting there internally mm -hmm. 
along with the program manager and jointly talking to each member of the project team about what went well, what went badly. Uh, in that particular project, I was leading the whole of the finance area on the project. Yeah. And I needed to, to, to really get stuck in with our own internal accounts team. And it was, Kevin, you did a great job of getting stuck in with the, with the team. But why were you so reticent to do it in the first place? And it was a, a great insight on my own particular persona that I, I have a reluctance to enter into conversations with people I don't know. But once I do know them, it can be great. And it's, it's getting through that first bit. And on, on that particular occasion... But you see, that's the gems. We don't yeah. always see things about ourselves. And it's so great when someone can almost like switch a light on for you. <laughs> and suddenly I didn't realize I come across this way or I didn't realize, um, you know, I do this. And it's surprising how many of us have a very biased view of how we others see us. And, yeah. and I think ultimately, if you if you if you utilize feedback well it's not about only about career progression and doing a better job it's about becoming a more well-rounded individual as a person yeah. and you can take that home as well not just leave it at work and actually have a more fulfilling uh, more balanced um, experience so i i am a great fan of feedback which is why we're talking today mm. so Susanna, we've been talking for a while now. So just to, to wrap this up um, quickly, three tips on giving feedback, three tips on receiving feedback. Okay. Uh, three tips of giving feedback. Make sure it's balanced, both positive and development points. Prepare. <laughs> yeah. Don't just vomit whatever comes to your mind. And be sensitive with your words and the environment and how you deliver it. Those are three okay. tips on giving feedback. And three tips on receiving feedback. Three tips on receiving feedback. I'd say listen, but really, really listen. Um, look for the gem, however painful, because there is always an opportunity to, to discover new things. And the third one is take also the opportunity to ask for whatever it is you need to improve because uh, it's the person giving you feedback's job, sorry, the person giving you the feedback's job to also help you get there. Susanna, fantastic. Love that. <laughs> Thank you very much for being our guest today on the Grow CFO Show. Thank you, Kevin. My pleasure as always. Hi.